What's up, guys? Welcome to the Ready, Set, Show podcast. I'm your host, DT. Thank you all for joining us this week. And if you're into music, gaming, and more, you're in the right spot. Ready, Ready, Set, Set, Showtime. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Ready, Set, Show podcast, episode 72. I'm your host, DT. I'd like to thank you all for joining me this week. Guys, there's been a lot going on. we got a lot to discuss. We're going to be talking mainly some gaming news this episode, but we also got some huge music news. We got uh, some stuff from our local friends, the Greenville Ghost Hunters. Got a cool event coming up in April. We got Eminem, he's back at it, new album, we're going to dive into that. We got some huge news from Fortnite, the Icon series, and uh, Chapter 2, Season 2, hints, leaks, secrets, all that good stuff. And uh, we got some news from Stone Temple Pilots, as you all know, uh, the late singer Scott Weiland passed away, they ended up grabbing a new singer, he's great, but... Unfortunately, some things have happened that we will talk about. I guess we'll start with me, man. I, uh, as y'all know, I talked about a promotion on my job last week. I'm uh, going from just a regular machine operator to now diving into material handler, which I've been a material handler before at an old job, but man, it's been forever since been on a heister and all that good stuff. So I had to do heister training, get my heister license. I guess you got to do it everywhere you work, no matter if you've had one previously. So I finally got that out of the way and I just completed material handler training, which lasted four days. I had to go on first shift, which, you know, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of first shift. I mean, whatever, man. I mean, to get a promotion, they were being cool, willing to take a chance on me. So, hell, I thought I was getting fired a few weeks ago. It was cool to learn everything, to see what all there is. Now, there is a lot of stuff behind it. But, hey, man, I mean, I'm always up for a challenge. I, I, I hate being a quitter. I hate giving up. So, eventually, I'll get it. I mean, y'all know how it is when you start a new job new position you know you might struggle a little bit at first unless you're one of those people that just learns and works at an immaculate crazy rate hey man i mean sometimes i can pick stuff up right away and just grind it out and do well at it sometimes it might take me a minute i mean but it might take me a couple weeks a month to really get the hang of things i feel like i'll get it eventually but it's cool hopefully gonna be hired in i mean i went through all this training and they've said that they i guess they're looking into it so hopefully that happens soon as well and then we back at it it just sucks knowing having a podcast or like even when i was playing music that i just wish something would have became of those or like this podcast was huge and this was my job or that being a professional musician was my job but we do what we got to do to to get to that point. You got to work for it. You, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes some of us we, we might get lucky and get that key opportunity. But I'm just out here trying to support me, my family, and 
work and li live one week, one day at a time, man. That's all we can do in this thing we call life. And for the first time in a while, guys, I'm back to recording on Saturdays, which was my our old schedule, and I'm going to try to stay on this schedule, record on Saturdays before, if I have to work before I go into work, do some editing over the next two to four days. Got to keep in mind, I go to online school too, so guys, look for episodes. I'd say every Wednesday at the latest, if worst case scenario, Thursday. So, but I'm going to keep trying to do it every week. I'm getting back to my old schedule. We're going to grind this out. We're going to find us a, a, a co-host to fill in till Letty figures out what she's doing. And we're going to grind. Ready, say, showtime. Our good friends, the Greenville Ghost Hunters, I noticed I'd got an email from them. Uh, says, uh, we are headed back to the House of 70 Ghosts. The Trevet Clinic in North Carolina, I hope I said that right, says join Mike and Chris from Travel Channel's Haunted Towns at the Trevet Clinic for photos, autographs, meet and greet, then a lights out ghost hunt in a small intimate event limited to only 25 people per night. Damn. April 24th and 25th. This will be hosted by Ghost Hunt Weekends, which you all have heard us talk about them before. Our good friends, again, Kevin and EJ of uh, Greenville Ghost Hunters. That's uh, Chad and Stacy, who own Ghost Hunt Weekends. Forgive me, I forget their last name right now. And that's who got Kevin and EJ started into the being a paranormal investigator. So, shout out to them. And this looks like a dope event. Haunted Towns, I love that show. If you guys want to be a part of this if I head on over to ghosthuntweekends.com then you'll go backslash trevet which is t-r-i-v-e-t-t-e dash clinic dot html that's the website again ghosthuntweekends.com backslash trevet t-r-i-v-e-t-t-e slash clinic dot html Go check it out, guys. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Hell, I probably already sold out. I actually was sent this a few weeks ago, or I would have talked about it sooner. But hey, better late than never, my friends. So as y'all have heard me talk about a little bit here on the podcast, I'm going to school online currently. SNHU, baby, let's get it. I've never had any issues. The people that work there are always helpful, I think. I, I've went through a few student advisors. I'm currently on my third one. She's awesome. They're always helpful. They're always really nice. I mean, they really do got your back, and it's cool. I've never had any issues until I had this issue. Uh, it was probably about a week ago, and it has since been resolved as of this week but man it was just so crazy and it just shows y'all when I say that I've been having bad luck this is the kind of crazy off the wall stuff that happens to me this has happened once before where I wasn't able to finish a class. I had a lot of crazy things come up, and then with the health issues I've been having, the schedule, car issues, just a wide variety of things. Y'all know the bad luck I've talked about since October of last year. I've had to do one appeal prior to this appeal. This would have been my second. These are called SAP appeals, and pretty much it's when you're on academic probation, and let's say, your GPA drops below what they want you to have in order for you to receive financial aid and they suspend it and basically you have to appeal it. Pretty much you got to make a certain grade 
in both terms, which in a term I have two different classes. Each of them last eight weeks each. So, like I said, the first time I did the SAP appeal and it came back, I was approved. Financial aid stayed the same. And, you know, when there's money left over, you know, you obviously get a little bit back. And let's be honest, it helps. It really does. So, here we go again. I had a lot of issues come up because I had passed one of the classes in the term. And I had to pass another one. You got to have at least a C plus in each one of them. And I wasn't able to complete the other one. And here we are now at SAP appeal number two. Well, I filed it, got with my student advisor because you get with her, you fill out everything, you send it, and it came back approved again from her department. She even sent me an email like, hey, congratulations. Now, before these emails, I got to be honest, I was like, I just don't think with it being so close together, literally, I just did an appeal, SAP appeal, not too long ago. I didn't think they would approve it, but Hey, I got two different emails stating that and continued on in my class. And usually that first week, if you want to withdraw or let's say you don't do your any of your assignments or stuff in that first week, they'll drop you from the class or you're able to withdraw and you won't be liable for that course. Usually week three, pretty much it comes out to like every two months, maybe a week or two over. But that third week of the course... Usually, they'll send me an email saying, hey, we got it. Basically, it'll be going on. It's usually every third Friday, every other course. So I noticed that the day before, which would have been Thursday, I thought I would get an email, maybe Wednesday, notifying me that they've received my financial aid. Then usually a day or so later, I'll get one stating, hey, your money will go on your card because they supply you a card through this bank the school uses. And you can, I think, I believe you get it quicker like that. So I have this card and they'll let notify me the day and time that it will be on there. It's been like clockwork every single time. I didn't get one. So I was like, oh man. I hopefully no nothing's happened so I'm one of them people I like to call and see what's up so I call student finances which is the department that is in control of your financial aid basically they were trying to say when I told them the issue they looked into it and came back and said that I was approved one day denied the next and that my financial aid is currently suspended, blocked, whatever. The advisory department, which my student advisor works in, is the one that deni- approved, then denied the appeal, and has the block on there. So I'm like, what? How can they approve me, deny me? So did some further digging, emailed my advisor, and was telling the guy from student finances, well, it was a woman, then I called back and spoke with the guy. Because they said, well, we got the supervisor over student advisor to look into it because your advisor isn't in right now. So this chick over the advisor, the su- I guess she's a supervisor, sends me this half-ass email. Oh, uh, I looked into it and your financial aid was blocked 12-27 to it ends April 26. No details, no here's why. It just sounded like she didn't know, so that's what the information she had, so she threw it in there. Anyway, I'm pissed. Like, I'm going off like, I can't pay for this out of pocket. You know, with me, I know everything's covered, so yeah, obviously I want the financial aid to cover my courses because I can't pay for it out of pocket, and you know, it helps, and it makes me feel comfortable when I do my classes and everything, and 
Ain't got to worry about shedding out a shitload of money right now to pay for the school. But also that disbursement helps too. So I don't know if it's a matter of they think whatever, but obviously I'm going to ask about that, dude. I mean, that's money that helps me. And if I, like, let's say I, my laptop broke and I needed to buy a new laptop, that money could help do that. My financial aid advisor to end this story is probably way drawn out. She calls me yesterday as I'm on my way home from training for the material handling job and informs me that it was a mistake, that they technically did deny it, but it was overlooked. So they sent it out as it was approved and that she did some other kind of appeal to try and get my financial aid reinstated because my question was, well, if they denied it once, why would they all of a sudden approve it? trying to get it reinstated if not something about they would do some kind of scholarship now my financial aid if approved i would still get my disbursement i still am doing my classes and she saw that and even told them about that like he's making a b right now in his current course here you go i'm supposed to hear back monday or tuesday if it's reinstated but my advisor's cool, man. I feel like she'll make it happen. We'll, it'll get reinstated. I'm trying to be positive about it. But that's it, guys. I don't know. Let me know if y'all have ever had a similar situation. The guy in student finances has worked there a year. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard of this happening? He's like, no. I mean, that just shows you the kind of luck that I have sometimes. I mean, y'all think I'm bullshitting. But this year started off great. This is actually the first setback that I've had so far this year. I'm just gonna keep remaining positive, keep my head up, keep working hard. Got my family by my side, so I'm good. Sometimes things in life don't always work out the way you want them to or hope they will. But look, just keep working hard, keep your head up. Things always seem to work out. But anyway, guys, I gotta thank my beautiful family for sticking by my side. Kinsley, using the potty, I'm so proud of her. She's awesome. Journey, you are too. Kiana, you are too. Ryder, you all are too. I love my family so much. They mean the world to me, and I'm glad they're by my side. I've got to thank Letty, though she's away. She's on a break. We wish her nothing but the best. Got to thank Drama Bryant, who has helped this podcast a lot. We thank Drama for everything, and uh, even though when you have car issues, she always recommends you to take it to a garage that you can't afford. Drama. I'm kidding, but she's just trying to help, and I do appreciate it. My things with garages, they're hard to trust sometimes. But it's her cousin, so I might check him out. Next, we got to thank the man, the myth, the legend, Kellen, who got the ball rolling, which led to starting this podcast. He had been telling me for years, man, that I needed to be on radio because I used to just tell these crazy-ass stories, and he would die laughing. He just always had confidence in me, man, and, and he told me that every time he saw me, dude. And It stayed in the back of my mind, and when the music thing didn't work out, Kellen's a big thing. To this podcast being started for real. I want to thank Kevin and EJ of Greenville Ghost Hunters, Chad and Stacy of Ghost Hunt Weekends. Guys, go check out that event. I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. I guarantee it. I hope I can go. I'm really going to try if there's still tickets. And I want to thank everybody that's came on the show. If you came on, got on the mic, shoot the shit with us, acted a fool, thank y'all so much. We really appreciate your time and, you know, 
the support for the show. It means the world to us, and we had a damn, damn good time. <laughs> Those are some of my favorite episodes, so we got to have all you guys back on. And guys, go follow all our social media pages, all our streaming platforms, wherever you like to listen to us. If you go to our Facebook page, which is at RSS Podcast, type it in Facebook. Scroll down just a little when you get there, and you'll see a pinned post. We'll have all our information from where we stream, email, whatever you need. It's all there. Go check it out. Thank you, guys. guys we're gonna kick it off here with news from our boy Eminem who has released another album music to be murdered by which by the way I I love this this is his 11th album has lyrics about mass violence and appearances by Anderson P.A.A.K. and Young M.A. Royce the 5-9 dude he's got a lot of people on here so here's the the song list now i've briefly scanned through a few of these honestly i was just kind of looking around here is the track list you can go on youtube and check this out they got a song list uh, playlist and everything first one's premonition it's the intro second song unaccommodating featuring young ma now i liked what i heard of that one honestly i also like this one track three you gonna learn featuring royce the five nine and white gold that one's actually really cool next one we got an interlude called alfred track four track five those kind of nights featuring ed sheeran loved what i heard of that one too track six in too deep Track seven, Godzilla featuring Juice World. So I think that's awesome. He got to make this track before the passing of Juice World. May he rest in peace. Track eight is called Darkness. There is actually an official music video out right now, probably on Vivo and other spots here on YouTube. So check it out. Track nine, Leaving Heaven featuring Skylar Gray. Not listening to them all, all the way through, but this is the one I like the most. I love Skylar Gray's vocals. She's dope. Eminem kills it on this one. Track 10, we got Yaya, which, listen to who's featured on this. We got Royster59 back on another track. We got Q-Tip from the legendary, iconic A Tribe Called Quest. We got Black Thought from The Roots. And we got Danon, who I probably butchered his name, but I haven't heard of him, just to be honest. But from what I heard of this song, dude, he's dope. Uh, everybody killed it, of course, on here. Number 11, we got another intro called Stepdad. Track 12 called Stepdad. Track 13 is Marsh. 14, Never Love Again. 15, Little Engine. Track 16, Lock It Up, featuring Anderson.PAAKPOC. Track 17, Farewell. Track 18, No Regrets, featuring Don Tolliver. Track 19, I Will, featuring King Crooked, Royce the 5'9", and Joel Ortiz. The last track on the album is Alfred, which is the outro. So that's the track list. Again, y'all head on over to Eminem Music on YouTube, and you can find this. Rolling Stone here in this article breaks down the album, gives their take. Rolling Stone and Eminem, they've went at it before. Pretty sure, I think they did. I could be wrong about that. If I am, be sure to correct me. I know they've said some controversial stuff about the albums where he got clean about how they didn't sound 
sounds as good and stuff like that but i mean i i agree with some of the points they make on here guys um y'all can go check it out just type in eminem music to be murdered by um, they do have some interesting viewpoints again i'm gonna listen to the album all the way through probably over the next week or two and then i'll do a review on it episode 73 or 74 Eminem tries a little harder with mixed results on music to be murdered by. I don't ever know a time where Eminem doesn't try hard. He's coming off the Kamikaze album, which I think is awesome, and I'm sure he's got beef if you're Eminem. You're always dealing with the latest from Nick Nobody Gives a Shit About You Canon. Eminem has plenty of dragons to slay on this 20-song, 64-minute set. First up, Us, the Dr. Dre-produced album opening, Premonition, lashes out at the critics who haven't liked his last two albums, quote, Rolling Stone stars, I get two and a half out of five, and I'll laugh out loud, cause that's what they gave bad back in the day, unquote. The 2.5 star review of LL Cool J's 1987 album, Bigger and Deffer, that he's evidently referencing comes from the 2004 print edition of the Rolling Stone album guide, which isn't online. But when it comes to airing out his grudges, no amount of having to drive around Michigan looking for a Barnes & Noble will hold Eminem back. It's kind of monkeyish attention to detail that bespeaks a true craftsman. Musically, he gestures toward the current hip-hop world and a little more intentionally than his hermetic-sounding albums have tended to in the recent quote-unquote Godzilla features leftover verses from the recently departed emo rap icon Juice World, serviceably stuttered into Eminem rhyme clusters delivered in a rapid-fire blur that's almost microtonial. Anderson Pock lends his light Cali soul growl over Dr. Dre's springy beat on Lock It Up. The brutally mean-spirited breakup song Farewell has a lith reggae-tinged beat from a southern rap producer, Ricky Rax. The best production moment is Yaya, a frantically grinding Buster Rhyme sampling posse cut with Black Thought of the Roots. I love Black Thought. M's Detroit buddies Royce the 5'9 and Denon of D12 and Q-Tip soulfully singing the hook. I'm telling you, that's probably that's the dopest one on the album, I bet. I like the Skylar Gray one, though, too. That's a great track. In a new lyrical wrinkle, M steps into the role of political commentator and protest voice with mixed results. On the grueling six-minute darkness, the album's most ambitious performance he attempts to inhibit the mind of a gunman responsible for the 2017 mass shooting at a las vegas music festival that took 58 lives his impulses are in the right place the song intense video ends by imploring when will it end and then asks people to register to vote the song itself doesn't stretch much outside eminem's lyrical comfort zone quote if i bet i'll be in tomorrow's paper who would the odds favor, he raps, unquote. Placing the person responsible for the worst mass murder in U.S. history within the same needy, lonely, white guy emotional balance as Stan. 
Guys, there's a lot of great songs on this album. I mean, it's Eminem. If not the whole album, 90% of them are probably going to be good. Now, I know a lot of people haven't been a fan of his later stuff, like the albums he made when he quit doing drugs, and of course not. With all due respect, some of this generation, if you're not doing drugs, fucking bitches, and getting money, you're just not shit, which, whatever, man, those people are fucking idiots. The bottom line, it's Eminem, it's a masterpiece. If you're truly a fan, you understand it a little better. Y'all gotta understand, artists grow. They start doing different things. If you're a good artist, you're not going to keep doing the same thing. You're going to switch it up. Sometimes people are going to hate it. Sometimes people are going to love it. It's Eminem, though. I've been a fan of his forever. I think when he stopped talking about killing his wife for three albums and how much she was a whore, and that's when I feel like he got even better to me. I'll do a review where I'll listen to every song and everything, and then episode 73, I'll do a review for you guys go check it out music to be murdered by eminem killing it i'm thinking that yaya song is gonna be dope moving on we got some news from stone temple pilots who have canceled their upcoming acoustic tour after lead singer jeff gutt who replaced the late great rest in peace scott wyland suffered a severely herniated disc the rolling stone article tells us quote doctors have advised immediate surgery along with several weeks of recovery time and physical therapy unquote the band's reps said in a statement quote gut is expected to make a full recovery and the band hopes to reschedule the acoustic tour later this year the 15-date tour was set to begin february 5th in vancouver british columbia refunds are available at point of purchase stone temple pilots subsequent two hours an Australian trek with Bush and Live, and a North American summer jaunt opening for Nickelback remain on schedule. Why the hell is Stone Temple Pilots, I don't care if Scott Weiland's there or not, opening for Nickelback? <sighs> Moving on, the band's tour was in support of their acoustic album, Perdita, if I said that right, out February 7th. Go check that out, guys, I'm, I'm telling you. Stone Temple Pilots, don't get it mistaken, they're still killing it. And that Jeff Gutt guy is probably the closest sounding to Scott Weiland I've heard in a while. The LP is Stone Temple Pilots' second with Gutt, who they hired in 2018 to succeed Scott Weiland and Chester Bennington after those singers' deaths. And dude, let's be honest, that's two hard singers to follow. Two legends, legends. And Gutt came in, he didn't back down. And I got to tell you, he sounds great. I mean, is he better in my eyes than Wyland and Bennington? No. Is he damn close? Yes. Quote, this is the album we have been wanting to make for quite some time. Unquote, STP bassist Robert DeLeo told Rolling Stone of Perdita, which again is the name of the album, acoustic album they made, which they recorded using vintage instruments. Quote, most of our songs start acoustically and we felt... These would come across in the most genuine way if we kept them in that way, unquote. Guys, yeah, it sucks they had to cancel that tour. I mean, I'm sure a lot of bands hate doing that. I mean, obviously the fans are going to be let down first and foremost, but, but also, you know, I'm sure they lose money from this too. But I think it's funny, though, the youngest guy in the band has a herniated disc compared to the guys in the band who are probably in their, what, 50s. 
damn near 60 so that i thought that was kind of funny man i hope uh jeff gut gets better i'm sure they'll come back and make up for it check out that predita that acoustic album february 7th guys if you're still into stone temple pilots i, I assure you jeff gut it does a damn good job if you're a hardcore wyland scott wyland and chester bennington fan i mean i don't know how you'll feel about it but be open-minded and i promise you they're good all right guys now on to hey bro let's game gang, gang, gang. all right gaming news guys so we kick it off with oh yeah you guessed it fortnite uh let's be realistic the biggest game in the world right now sorry for those who don't like it i guess click off this point but huge fortnite fan here so are millions of other players they had the icon series who as you all know famous mixer streamer ninja has for a while now wanted his own skin in the game i gotta tell you i, I agree that he should have honestly I, I mean let's be realistic here uh one of the first fortnite streamers i watched was ninja everybody at the time told me to check him out the guy played with drake and, and other famous football players i mean look at what all ninja's done for this game you can hate on him you can be a whiny bitch about him he got a skin finally i mean and i feel like this was long overdue and i think this was a cool thing that epic did it was a cool skin i believe it was 15 yeah 1500 v bucks and he also had like a, a dual katanas uh pickaxe that you could get with it I, I don't know me personally i just know a lot of the younger players and stuff like that would get the skin i could have got it but i i don't i just didn't want to it was a cool skin it was dope for those of y'all have seen it let me know what you think about it if you got it let me know i thought it was cool but they have the icon series so it says uh, in a pcgamer.com article we have what is the fortnite icon series like any big company initiative it's a little nebulous what epic means when it says the icon series will combine gaming fashion music film and other entertainment in fortnite what we do know is the icon series launched alongside a new fortnite skin based on ninja the world famous blue haired streamer whose rise to stardom is now due in large part to the game ninja's fortnite skin was available the evening of january 16th to the 19th ninja's fortnite skin came with four variant styles plus a smattering of back bling a pickaxe and an emote yeah he had his uh pon pon dance i forgot they he did have uh four edit styles with that too though guys epic said in its blog post that the icon series will build off previous collaborations with the dj marshmallow and major laser skins you'll remember that marshmallow hosted a short concert in fortnite played live which was dope me and kinsley checked that out and epic said 10 million people watched it so it's entirely possible the, that these icon series collaborations won't be just a bunch of promotional skins although they definitely seem to be starting out small with streamers who is a part of the fortnite icon series so far we've got a solid handful of confirmed icon series collaborations there's ninja of course plus streamers youtubers like loser fruit and the grief g Beyond that, we've also seen singer, dancer, actor Jordan Fisher, who also happened to play Matt in Until Dawn, get his own emote. They've already released it. 
the streamer known as Pokimane also got her own emote. It's already also been out. So far, the only skin really has been ninjas. I thought Tifu was getting one, which I would be shocked by that if they did do it. But he is the other huge streamer player in the game that's played it from the start. But due to his back and forth with Epic, his on and off relationship with them, where hell they ban him one time and over his account, then they gave it back. But then they kind of started recognizing him and giving him skins early when they came out and all this i mean it would kind of surprise me he would deserve it as much as i dislike the kid he's been there he's helped make it even bigger so give the guy a skin so far just ninja pokemon and jordan fisher have had been a part of the icon series now i know loser fruit and i'm not sure who the grief g is but i'll check him out Hell, you guys can check him out, too, if you're a Fortnite fan. One big chunk of news, according to The Verge, Epic has announced that Fortnite will be getting quite the update in early February. 11.5 will see Fortnite now use Unreal Engines. Guys, listen to this. Chaos Physics Engine. This is basically where, like, you, you shoot buildings and stuff instead of, like, in Fortnite now, how they just disappear. Well, it'll, you'll see them crumbling, you know, like, like I, I'm assuming you'll get, lose health and stuff to falling builds and stuff like that. So I, I had seen it, I can't remember the game they showed where it showed, go look it up, Chaos Physics Engine, and you'll see, excuse me, Unreal Chaos Physics Engine. And you'll see what I'm talking about. I think this is huge. I think this is going to change the game right here. And it just proves why Fortnite upgrades and gets better. This is why I talk about this game above all else. Nobody in the gaming world right now, in my opinion, is close to Fortnite. The only game that I could see coming out right now that would be just as huge as Fortnite, and I'm not even saying it would pass them, would be Grand Theft Auto 6. But anyway, quote, at launch, the goal is to ensure that Fortnite still feels like Fortnite, unquote, Epic told The Verge. Quote, along the way, there will be some bumps, so we're starting tests with a small group of players. We'll also closely monitor feedback and make improvements over time, unquote. We know that Epic has some pretty big plans for Fortnite's creative tools, namely expanding their abilities and encouraging more fan creations on a larger scale. Tim Sweeney's now infamous tweet has led to plenty of speculation. When asked if he viewed Fortnite as a game or a platform, Sweeney responded, by the way guys, Tim Sweeney is the owner, CEO, whatever of Fortnite. Sweeney responded, quote, Fortnite is a game, but please ask the question again in 12 months, unquote. That, that's huge. I mean, what does that mean? I mean, dude, you see Fortnite everywhere. Hell, hell my fiance found a Monopoly version of Fortnite, which, by the way, Fortnite, y'all couldn't make little characters, like little, I don't know, metal, whatever characters. You had to use playing cards as the characters on the Monopoly board. Really? Come on now. Anyway, he later added, quote, just more powerful Fortnite creative tools so that creators outside of Epic can do the kinds of things with the game that only we can do right now, unquote. That was just last December. So what does it mean? Our professional guess is that all creative mode tools we've become real familiar with will receive some significant expansions. Creative mode has already resulted in some really massive and ridiculous fan creations. I've seen some insane creative maps. 
It's possible that Epic is interested in how players can alter the Battle Royale map on a scale larger than your average block zone. So guys, I'm telling you, if you're into Fortnite, and I probably talk Fortnite more than anything, but I mean, come on here and tell me a game bigger doing the things that Fortnite's doing right now, and I'll gladly talk about it, honestly. I mean, this game, they do things that have never been done in gaming, and they just keep getting better. Everybody that said the game was going to die here almost two plus years later, we're still going, they're still climbing new and new heights. I mean, good God, they got Fortnite toys now for kids. They got, like I said, the Monopoly thing we've seen. Look at the updates they're doing. I mean, now they're going to the Chaos Theory Unreal Engine. I mean, dude, they're doing what it takes to, to climb these ladder. Look forward to every update. And yeah, man, the game has gameplay issues that I really do feel like they need to address. But dude, they're not perfect. They're going to miss things. I'm, I'm sure there, there's a lot of stuff that they probably look forward to and they need to kind of focus on what's going on now. But we don't know what it's like in their shoes. Hopefully soon it'll get fixed. Epic Games released something talking about as far as competitive now that their anti-cheat teams or whatever are really looking forward in. And they named off all this stuff that if they catch competitive players doing, like pickaxing people, it, they even had jumping in there that they're going to be banned or eliminated from competition. I mean, you guys can go to their Twitter or EpicGames.com and look at it. But I, I just think that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, how the hell is jumping signaling to somebody? But I don't know. I mean, you all can think these bitch-ass cheaters they come on here with these whack-ass cheats and hacks and all this stuff. Those are the guys that, that screw it up for everybody and make ridiculous stuff. If you're into Fortnite, if you've been playing this new chapter, let me know what you thought about it. Let me know if you agree with it being extended. And let me know what y'all think of the Icon series. Uh, skin, Ninja Skin, Jordan Fisher, Pokemon emotes. Let me know, guys. If you bought it, holla at me. And let me know what y'all want in chapter two season two i've been playing grand theft auto 5 finally it came out on game pass i've been wanting to play grand theft auto online i love the uh, sounds like pizza youtuber he he does the sarge impression and and he does these little skits and stuff on youtube and i always loved it and i was ever since i watched him i was like dude i want to play well i finally got to play just randomly meet this kid so this kid says he has a money glitch that will give me i think it was 1.8 million and i thought that was awesome because i really needed it because you need currency in gta to get a lot of cars apartments a lot of cool stuff so how the glitch works is basically he goes and does a heist and forgive me i forget what heist it was but basically he sent me to this spot on this part of the beach i was in a vehicle and i just kind of kept doing donuts and riding around so i would stay active so it didn't kick me for inactivity he does the heist completes it and he has to sit through some cut scene and then he turns off his game and majority of the money went to me and it ended up being 1.8 million dollars and I think he said you can do it once every hour or two hours. I ended up being ranked up to level five. And I went and bought me an apartment on there, a car, a bunch of weapons, a bunch of clothes. And, I mean, dude, that kid, I, I'm gonna, I'll figure out his name and tell you guys next week. But that kid is awesome. And 
You know, a lot of people, when they do that, they'll troll you or get you to jump through hoops and do some bullshit when you're new like that. And it was cool that that kid came out and helped me out like that, him not knowing me, him. He had been playing the game, good Lord, forever. So it's cool, man. And, guys, I strongly recommend. I know Grand Theft Auto Five has been out forever. But definitely still do the story mode. I, I need to actually beat it, but... I strongly recommend it, and definitely play the online. And again, guys, my Xbox One gamer tag is Sabotage with a capital S. Now, the O in Sabotage is a zero. Okay, again, capital S, lowercase a, B, zero, T-A-G-E, underscore gaming with a capital G. Hit me up. I'd love to play Fortnite. I love to play Grand Theft Auto, and the next news that will end gaming, Mortal Kombat 11, guys, the Joker comes out January 28th, which is Tuesday. Me and Kinsley are excited, and they released the first gameplay streamers, YouTubers. They got to actually play with the Joker, and there was a combat cast detailing the Joker, showing his moves, and guys, I'm telling you, he's gonna be awesome i'm really looking forward to him as you all know he is the fifth dlc character released in the first combat pack and y'all know next we got my boy spawn I'm, I'm stoked for him but he don't come out till damn march but me and kinsley are looking forward to the joker who comes out again tuesday we I got to compete against him in one of the Towers of Time. I always thought a week before they had a tower to where you could you, you can kind of be the Joker when you complete the tower. You go ahead and get some of his equipment, but I've got upgrade tokens saved for him so I can upgrade some gear when I get him. His fatality is so awesome. And, I mean, guys, look, I can sit here and explain everything, but... Go on Mortal Kombat 11 or NetherRealm Studios Twitter. Uh, go check it out on YouTube and look up the Joker gameplay. I love the characters. They use some Easter eggs hidden in the game. You know, like little secret stuff that they relate to, like the new Joker movie, for instance, with Mr. Phoenix. I'm not trying to pronounce his first name. I believe they got some stuff from the Dark Knight Joker with Heath Ledger and just cool stuff like that hidden throughout the game. He's got, like, the boxing gloves that he had and I believe when he was uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, so they brought those back. He comes out with a cool-looking cane, which you can upgrade and get different canes and stuff. He's got a jack-in-the-box, another upgradable item that he has, and then, of course, the cosmetics are awesome that I've seen so far, and he has different hats and stuff you can get that are also upgradable, and you can get different styles of those, so he's a dope character, man. The first of the game, they have the back-and-forth monologue there i love that i mean he's hilarious he actually the skin overall I, I give it a damn a 10 as far as a lot of jokers i've seen in video games i thought they did really well with this one and i'm stoked now i'll give you guys next episode my review as far as playing them uh time this episode goes up guys he will probably have already been released as of january the 28th and i will have received him and i'll give you guys the full rundown of the joker my thoughts my take how he fits in with the other characters and where he ranks among the six dlc characters granted spawns the last to be released so we can't really compare him to 
to all of them, but he's a good character. He really is, but I'll give you guys the full rundown next episode. Next, we, we got Spawn after him, and we'll wait because he's two months away. I'm excited. Everybody's excited for, for Spawn. Dude, all you'll probably play against online, if you play online, on MK11 is, is Spawn. Everybody's stoked for him. Some people think he'll be overpowered, but I don't know. But guys, go check out that Joker gameplay. There's a lot of people that show you all his gear, like Dynasty, YouTuber, he's good, Super, uh, Uncaged Games. That Go check out that latest uh, combat cast. They'll show you, I don't know if they show you the gear, they might. But they show you all his moves and, and, and explain everything about him. But there are certain YouTubers that will show you all his outfits, his moves, because they get him early. And he looks interesting. I think he's going to be good and unique. But that's going to do it for gaming news, guys. All right, on to everybody's favorite time of the show. It's been one of them motherfucking days. I tell y'all, it has been... One of them motherfucking days. It's time to rant. All right, guys. This rant is going to go out to Micro Games America Entertainment, also known as MGA Entertainment, who makes the LOL dolls that will consist of this rant, just something that was brought to my attention not only by my fiance and a friend of hers, but just a random person in a store that I stopped into that sells clothes and stuff that heard me talking about it and also pointed this out. So we're gonna get into that, why I think it's inappropriate, ridiculous, and just one of those, what the hell are you thinking? That's gonna consist of this rant. So all right guys, let's have a rant. So MGA, have you all lost your damn mind? So guys, I don't know if any of you all, I'm sure most of you guys may already know this. If you have kids, you know MGA, they make the LOL doll. I never knew this. I mean, I've got my daughter a lot of the, the female versions, but one day I was with a, a friend of mine. We went into Ross, a clothing store here. They, they have some toys, but I was telling him how me and my fiance or my fiance had brought this to my attention that the lol dolls the boy versions apparently have a pain like dick and balls okay and it and apparently looks real and everything and i'm thinking why the hell would you put that but she had just brought it to my attention so i was talking about it walking into this store and this woman overheard me, I guess, just say LOL dolls and started telling me about the boy version. A friend of my fiance's buys one of the boy dolls just to see what the big deal is. And yeah, turns out, now granted, they're very small, but this doll is anatomically correct with a dick and balls. I don't understand why the hell MGA, LOL, would allow this to happen. I mean, why would you do that? I mean, some people may not see this as a big issue, but it's for little kids. What the, what the hell are y'all thinking? I mean, come on, man. You know, us as parents, we don't want our kids to be exposed to that, and some of us don't ever want our daughters to ever be exposed to that. Let's be honest. And now, here we are four and five years old, and they're putting this shit out there. And you notice that every now and then, there's always that one toy that comes out. 
that's just like, what the hell were you thinking? And I don't know, man. This shit just kind of bothered me because I just don't get how somebody approves this shit. I mean, I don't give a damn. Well, it's a boy, and they, boys have that. Yeah, but girls also buy these toys, and they're exposed to that. So who's to say some little girl don't see that, go to some little boy, bada-bing, bada-boom? Nobody wants that shit for their kid. Nobody wants their kid to experience that at damn four or three whatever years old. I just think MGA is really dumb for doing this. I don't get it. I don't. If any of you guys knew about this or have seen this, I want to hear your opinion. Maybe there's something I'm missing here, but I just think this is kind of dumb, and I don't want my daughter to be exposed to it, and I think these should be pulled off the market. I mean, come on, man. We don't want our kids to be exposed to that, and you don't want your kid to be exposed to that that way from some idiot releasing a damn doll some people might think i'm being ridiculous but let me know what you think I, we just were all thinking that's fucking going overboard and i don't know how this was approved whoever approved that should be smacked in the mouth and mga entertainment you all should be ashamed of your damn self seriously but that's going to do it, guys. Let me know what you think. What's your take on that? Be honest, man. I mean, if, hey, DT, you're going overboard. That's stupid. Or, hey, whatever. I don't know. I personally, I don't want my daughter exposed to that. That's just the bottom line. But let me know what you guys think. Let's talk about it. But, all right, guys, that's going to do it for episode 72. I'd like to thank you all for joining me this week. Guys, head on over to our Facebook page at RSS Podcast there's a pin post that has all our information where you can hear this podcast all the social medias if you want to email me anything it's all right there give us a follow if you enjoy this podcast and only if you enjoy us share us with your family and friends i really appreciate all the support guys it means the world to me let's help get this podcast out there guys i will be looking for a new co-host soon so look out for that let me know how I'm doing, guys, by myself. I want to know from you all. Be honest. I can take it. Anything I talked about on the show today, guys, shoot me a comment. I want to hear what your take is on anything. If you got any ideas, suggestions, I don't care what it is. Let me know. If I like your idea or suggestion, whatever, I'll put it on the show. Shout you out. If you got a band, uh, uh, artist, rapper, you want to get their name out there, Tell them to shoot me a comment, DM, whatever. Let me know. I will gladly put, I want to see all up and coming artists, musicians, rappers, bands, whatever it may be. I want to see them get the exposure that they deserve. You're putting in the work. We'll help you here. We may not have the biggest following, but hey, we're all here to work together. We're here to get help get our name out. Maybe we can help each other. Just let me know. Guys, again, thank you all for the support. New listeners, if you've been with us since the jump, man, I want everybody to know I appreciate all the support you've given for this podcast. Everybody that's been on the show, helped the show, supported us, man, I I want you all to know from the bottom of my heart, I greatly appreciate it. Guys, let me know how your 2020 is starting off. But for episode 72 of the Ready, Set, Show podcast, I'm DT. Ready, set, showtime. Let's get it, huh?